Hi everyone, um, welcome to episode 2 of Leadership Wise. I'm your host Angela Gobala and before we get started, I'd love to remind you of my background and give you the why behind this podcast. So I consider myself extremely fortunate. I've grown up in different parts of the world. I was born and raised and have now lived in four different countries, uh, 15 cities and at the moment I'm based in Seattle. My day job involves product and program management in technology. So why are we doing this podcast? So I got this idea while watching some political satire on Trump and there is no disagreement that the state in US right now at least is quite divisive. And while this podcast is not on politics, the topic of leadership, diversity and inclusion has been on my mind lately and it's also very near and dear to my heart because because I've moved around so much, I have always had to find had to find a way to fit in. So growing up, I had an awesome eclectic friend group that was a mix of religions and ethnicities very early on in my life that I learned that we were all made of the same fabric even if we look talk and act differently and quite honestly years of adapting to different cultures has really played paid off dividends in my life however i find in corporate america people tend to forget that fact they tend to forget that we're all humans and while we may have different upbringings and backgrounds we're all alike at the core So that's why we're doing the show. The format of the show is that I'll invite a guest speaker to join us. I'm trying to do one to two shows a month, and these are quite thoughtful discussions. We'll ask each of the speakers five questions. All the guests will be asked the same questions, and I've deliberately chosen speakers who are from different industries and backgrounds and people I know really well, and I can vouch for their insights. I also love hearing different opinions and perspectives. to broaden my own thinking and this is where I'm hoping our listeners would find the conversations meaningful as well. You can find me on LinkedIn on my website angelagovila.com. I'll include this information along with the information of the speaker in the show notes. And one last thing, if you like the concept of the show, I am looking for sponsors to please do drop me a line. So with that, let's get started. I'm super excited to have Ina Kovni join us today. She is yeah. a close personal friend. and someone I admire quite deeply. Um Ina is from Venezuela. She's based in Boston. She's a comp sci major from UMass Amherst and has an MBA from Boston College. And the reason I'm really excited to talk to her today is she's actually just quit her corporate job and jumped into the entrepreneurship world. And I really just want to know the story before we get into the rest of the questions. So without further ado, Ina, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me Angie. This has been the thing I have been looking forward to the most for like 2 weeks now. So thank, oh, thank so you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So what's yeah, going on? I don't think you knew. Yeah, I don't no, think you knew that. I, I did not. So, I'm going to try to keep it brief cuz I know you want to keep these, you know, in a in a consumable, you know, size. So, I'm going to try to keep it brief. But um basically, I'm just going to tell you the one thing that have always wanted to do is to start my own business okay that has just been on my mind forever forever i found um i was i keep a kind of a diary it's not really a diary it's more of a a rant notebook is whenever i'm angry <laughs> and difficult and i write in it i hope i hope my children don't find it cuz i think i led a very unhappy life um so, so anyway I found like the first page of that notebook is from 2003. I had been working out um I mean working out in corporate for 6 months at that time after college. And one of the like my life goals was to feel free to quit my job 
just do something I love. So I've, so I've basically been wanting to quit my job since the first six months. In the world. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. So this is when you're at the part of IMLP and you just wanted yes. to start your own thing right then. Wow. Yes. Okay. It, I had, and I, so ideas have been bouncing in my head for, you know, how long has it been? 15 years since then? Yes. Um, so this is something I always wanted to do, but I never felt I could, right? I, you always need all the situation to be right. You need to have a million dollars in the bank to support yourself. You need to have, you know, already like everything in your life set up so that you can just quit everything and throw caution to the wind and go be an entrepreneur. So what I found out is that that's not really how things work. Um, I interviewed a couple people, um, you know, to see like if mm-hmm. they have anything else mm-hmm. that they wanted to do. And what made them quit their job and start their business was because they were unhappy at work for some reason. So everybody okay. kind of got like a push out. Um, so that's a little bit of what happened to me. I always had these ideas and I always wanted to make it happen. Um, but then I, you know, I got pregnant last year. I just had a baby in September. He's five months old now. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous little baby dude. Um, so while I was on maternity leave, my job changed on me. Uh, okay. I was, was going to be out for four months, and my new boss called me and said, "Hey, so I know we promised you." manager, I know we promised you director role when you get back and you were going to build a team and build this department. We don't want to do that anymore. So do you mind coming back to work and basically doing exactly the same, the same thing you've been doing for the past year? Um, so not a reason to quit your job at all, right, to be dissatisfied with the turn of events. So I'm like, okay, fine. If that's the biggest problem you have in the company, I like solving problems. Sure, I'll do it. So. As the time gets closer and closer to me going back to work, my husband, who's a fussy for the baby, he starts telling me, he's like, can you just take a year off? Can you just take a year off? Just take a year off. Aww. So, so here I am, like, I'm a career woman. I am offended. I'm like, what do you mean quit my job to stay at home with a baby? Like, no, that's not who I am. But then when this happened with my job, I became very disenchanted in mm. what I was going back to work to. So I went back to work, actually. And on the first day, I, talk, I talked to my boss and I told her, is it okay if I work from home? Is it okay if I work from time? Now, mind you, I didn't want to work less. I wanted to be director of that department. I wanted to go back and work more. But because the this, this situation changed so much that I was not excited about the job, uh, it basically told me, you know what, there's some other things I'd rather be doing at home. <laughs> so if I can work from home and work part-time, it's better. And to my surprise, she said, yes, yeah, sure, do it. So for that first week, all I did was just find out exactly what my job was. And by the end of the mm-hmm. week, I was like, yep, this is exactly the same job they hired me to do like a year and a half ago. Yeah. This is not exciting. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to waste my time anymore. So I went back to my husband, right, under the pretense that I'm staying at home with the kids. Uh, I'm like, hey, how serious, how serious were you about that taking a year off thing? So he said, oh, very serious. Let's look at our finances. So we did. It's not like we're well off. It's not like we are going to be able to, like, just live off of one income. We're slashing our income in half, uh, you know, and we both made the same amount of money. So this was going to hurt our pocket. So we had some savings. And because and I you also have ready. one additional baby, right? Yeah. So you have one more, more baby. Yep, yep. 
Exactly. So, but because I have actually, I started my first business uh, on the side making websites when my first son was born because I was on maternity leave and I, I needed things to do. So for six years, I've saved every penny that that business made me. Um, so I had that little bit of money that I could reinvest in my business. And we had some savings and I told my husband, okay, we could take a year off, just eat out of savings and I'll use my business to reinvest into it. So I quit that following week. And wow. for, the past month, for the past month, I have been deep, like diving deep into online marketing, into promoting a new brand and basically reformatting. My business is called In A Nutshell. I make web, um, you know, websites for small businesses. So I'm reshaping it to be, okay, I'm going to help women out there who were in my position, who don't, you know, they, they love their jobs. I mean, I've loved my job for 15 years, right? So yep. who love their job, but they have other passions. They have other things that they actually want to do with their time. I want to give them permission to say, you know what? You don't have to quit your job and you don't have to wait until retirement or until your kids are out of college for you to dive into the thing that you love. So. Um, so that's kind of what I'm focused on right now. And so, you know, this, super, this super is the right. reason I admire you, right? Because you are a risk taker and you're a go-getter. And you're absolutely right. You are a career woman. I've known you for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm just so proud of you for taking the jump. You know, you're doing it. I'm oh so proud of you. This is awesome. Thank you. It is scary. It is, you know, people call it brave. I call it stupid. But it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things that you, if you don't do it, I, one of my biggest fears, because I was, you and I worked at GE together, and um, yep. I was at GE for eight years after I graduated college, and my biggest fear, and I knew this then, my biggest fear was staying at GE in the cushy, secure paycheck, you know, moving up the ranks job, and retiring from GE, and looking back and realizing I did nothing else. That, I mean, that, that thought haunted me. I always knew that I wanted to do something else, but I, it's very hard to love your job and just quit one day to do something else that is risky, that is going to cost you money, that you don't know how it's going to go. Nobody's going to make that decision. So it's just kind of like you do it on the side, you test the waters, and then something happens that makes you take the plunge, something that you don't expect. Um, so sort of what happened to me, and it's all for the better. Let's just, you know, turn lemons into lemons. Yeah, and quite honestly, you have the rest of your life to work. So even if, you know, you try this for two years and you're like, hey, I want to go back, you can find another kick-ass job. So I have yeah. absolutely no doubt that you'll succeed in this, but you always have a backup to go back to corporate America as well. And you know what? I think that's one of the things that you don't realize when you're younger. I guess it's because you really don't have don't have the experience of having switched jobs or having interviewed. Yeah. But something that you, when you once you start to get confident in your in your work and what you do, and you start going to interviews and realize, wow, I I am marketable. I can actually get any job I want. You know, quote unquote, right? Um, yeah. You know, you realize that you actually have more options than you think. You know, taking a couple months off. If you have a little bit of savings, should not be you know, that big of a hit in your life. It shouldn't be, you know, at the, at the stage that you and I are, you know, in our yep. lives. Yep. Um, but knowing that I have that safety net, that I can go back and interview and get another job, is it, definitely something that eases my mind, right? I didn't just jump in the deep end without knowing how to swim. Yeah, and the fact that you've also done the, the website building for several years now, right? You know what works, what doesn't work. So it seems like a yeah. really good point to grow the business so you're going to scale it up to some extent is what I'm hearing 
Exactly. And it's, a, it's okay. kind of a different, it's a different approach. It's um, instead of, something that they, they will tell you is that you want to stop exchanging time for money because you only have so many hours in the day, so many hours in the week. So there will always be a cap to how much money you can make. So what, something that I'm, I'm trying to play with right now is to build a business such that I can put out content out there that other people will find valuable and they you know they will want to pay for so i am going through that whole online marketing journey right now and i don't know what it's going to look like but i just uh, i just took my first steps and i'm super super excited to share that with you but i know you have your questions and <laughs> I, I want to stay on track so you tell me what you want to know all right so um your story was awesome and I think you've already talked a little bit about yourself and I think we've gotten a little bit into um, sort of in what advice you would sort of give to your younger self. So I'm going to switch into the leadership topic. Let's start there. Okay. Um, okay. What does leadership mean to you? Okay, so I thought about this a lot. Um, so to me, the definition of a leader is somebody that you would want to follow, right? I know I'm being mm-hmm. super literal, but... The operative word is to want to follow. It's somebody who inspires you, somebody you'd want to emulate. So I've worked with many very inspiring people and some people who have leader in their title, but they're anything but. You know, your position doesn't make you a leader, your qualities do. So that's something that as I move on in my career and as as I become less and less often the youngest person in the room, have you noticed this, Angie, that we're not the youngest people? But you know what? We both get assumed for very young people even now because we have to teach. You still face that, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're still still looked at young people by the leadership of the company, but then there's (laughs) other people who are younger than us and very talented and qualified who are working side by side with us. And this is still like blowing my mind. So (laughs) you and I, like, you know, without even wanting to, we become mentors to these people, you know? Um, so the, the more younger people I, I got to know and, and, you know, talk to them, the more I saw that you know, they, they were looking up to me. And I, I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn or anything. I'm just saying you end up being in a position where you can actually influence other people's thoughts and, and really put in, like, put in the seed for the right ideas. So to me, I, I've, been, I've taken that responsibility very seriously because I want to make sure that whatever – Whatever attitude I have and whatever attitude they're perceiving from me is something that they will look at later on in life and want to emulate themselves and pay it forward and pass it on. So that's really what leadership means to me. And so, you know, as you think about this, um, one of the things you talked about was the aspect of mentoring, right? And I'm, I'm sure it's also been personally satisfying to influence folks. How would that translate into your new setup being an entrepreneur? Because you're not managing people. Right. So how how do you think about that shift in role? I will not have direct reports, but I'm going to have a whole community following this initiative. So basically the way it's going to work is I'm trying to put myself out there as, you know, I'm going to show you you can have a life without regret. Right. That you, you don't have to reach retirement age to realize that you wanted to do something. So I created a Facebook group. It's called A Life Without Regret, you know, becoming a sidepreneur. And that basically I'm going to be having a lot of people join this community. This is really basically me putting out there, 
you know, what are ways that you can make money? What are ways that you can think of your passions and really make it, make them happen, even though you have a family, even though you work full time? So there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be watching what I do and what I say and what I think is possible. A lot of people are going to be looking for guidance. Yeah, yeah. So, so am I thinking about yourself as more of a coach then? Or you're leading by example? It is coaching because, you know, guess what? There's a lot of people out there who are, are much smarter than me, who are, uh, you know, who have completely different passions than me. I mean, my thing was making websites. My thing was just yeah. staying yeah. in the computer science space and understanding technology. For other people, it could be making bejeweled t-shirts, right? It, it's something that brings them joy. So I will not be an expert on their craft, right? They will own that. They know how to do it. But they'll be looking to me for guidance on how to turn this into a business and actually start making a little bit of money doing what they love. So, yeah, I guess it's more of a coaching situation without it really being so much one-on-one. It's more like a community. It's getting you attracted to other people who are going through the same thing with different interests. And we all basically rowing in the same direction. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, it sounds great. Thank you for sharing a little bit more. So that gets into my next question. And, and I guess because you're also helping people from sort of different walks of life, right? So the question is around yeah. diversity. And it is, what does diversity mean to you? All right. So it's not just skin color. It's not just your country or background. It's the fact that we each live a different reality. And with that comes a different perspective, right? So uh, somebody of African-American descent and somebody like me with Hispanic descent, somebody with American descent, it has nothing to do with our, our, our current position in life. It has nothing to do with our skin color. It has everything to do with the background, our ancestry, with the culture that we've each grown in in our own bubbles, that when you get all of these perspectives together, it makes something so powerful. Um, you know, so th- to me, diversity means having a difference in perspectives, a difference in backgrounds, it's having men and women, people from different countries, people from different walks of life, um, and I, I cannot even stress enough how important this is to the success of anything you do. Um, I just got off the phone. I can't believe I got into that conversation at all, but I just got off the phone with customer support for a platform that I'm using. And uh, I just started asking them just randomly about the company, like how many people they have. And she's like, oh, you know, like 30 people. I asked them, okay, how many of those do you think are developers? So this, this is a technology platform. Mm-hmm. And, um, He's like, oh, 10 of them are developers. I'm like, okay, how many of those are women? And he's like, uh, one. And I asked him, why do you think that is? And he said, oh, because there aren't, uh, because he said, because men and women have different interests and because there aren't as many women in technology, period. And I, 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 my blood was boiling with every word. I was trying to be respectful with him, but I, I had to tell him, look, I'm going to give you a tip never say that again (laughs) ever never never say that to anybody never never let anybody hear you say that again so i kind of got into it with him on how uh you know women in technology are out there it is the responsibility of the company to go out and find them it's it's not a good excuse for a company to throw their hands up in the air and say there aren't that many women in technology so that's why we only hire men 
it's a really poor excuse. It's a really bad way to run your company. And the guy was literally like dumbfounded. He's like, I don't know what else we could do. I'm like, well, I have some ideas. So if anybody ever there wants to talk to anybody who has like new ideas for you guys to like break ground on this, let me know. Because uh, it's just because women are not applying for positions, that's not on the women who are not applying. That's on you and what is making you not attractive to all the women out there who are applying for these jobs. So anyway, I, I got down, down a diversity tangent, but it's just something that's been really, really present in my mind that this is a conversation that I had literally half an hour ago. Um, so, But you're yeah. also talking to somebody in customer support, right? They're probably not trained to answer these questions as well. I thought about that too, but the way he was talking, he was actually one of the pioneers of the company. It's like this oh, was, you that's know, disappointing. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just a seat in a call center. It was, you know, this was one of the main ten people who founded the company. Um, so it was. It was. It's extremely disappointing. But that is what the mentality is out there, and it, it it really bothers me. But without education on gender bias, without education on exactly how the culture is shaping up in this country, um, it's really hard to to turn minds. You know, to to convince people otherwise. Yeah, it's and uh, so have you heard about this book, Brotopia by Emily Chang? It just came out a few weeks ago. I haven't. Um, yeah, so Emily Chang is a Bloomberg TV reporter, and I was following her shows on Bloomberg. She does a show called Bloomberg Technology every day, and I watch it every day just to keep abreast on what's happening in the tech world. And she's just published a book called Brotopia, and it's about. Um, lack of diversity, specifically women, in Silicon Valley and sort of the things that women have to face. And quite honestly, so I have I've been reading the book and it is it resonates with my experience in Silicon Valley so closely. And I mean, she's got a lot of awesome stats in there that, and I don't remember the stats off the top of my head, but exactly right, right? The women in tech exist. It's a small percentage. But the companies need to take the responsibility to hire effectively as well. And she has some great right. tips in there. So I recommend that book for anybody who's listening and for you as well, Venus. I think it will get your blood boiling though, so be prepared. Oh my God. No, it will. I just I just found that right here. Brotopia. Yeah. Brotopia yeah. breaking up the boys' club of Silicon Valley. I know it, it yeah, it would be that, that uh, it's like it's like watching the news nowadays. It just makes your blood boil but you can't stop watching. So that's the problem. <laughs> Probably what this book would do to me. Like, I have so many things to say on this topic. You have no idea. And I'm a huge fan of Emily, and so she's coming to Seattle, and I'm, and I'm fangirling over her. I'm going to try to meet her in person, but um, she's a celebrity and everything. So I don't know if that'll happen, but I was just excited about the fact that. So I messaged her on LinkedIn, and she actually yeah. replied, which was oh unbelievable. My God. I know. Oh my so, which is, I mean, it's nice, right? Like a celebrity actually replies to a message. That's pretty cool. No, I know. I, you know, this is a much, much lower scale of celebrity that I'm going to tell you about, but it's exactly the same excitement. So in this, in this, in this new stuff that I'm doing, I'm, I put together a guide, and I needed an example of a company that does YouTube series, like just mm-hmm. video series. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put that as an example to women out there. Like, if you're the creative mind, you could put out a YouTube series and just collect money off of the advertising. So there's this guy that I follow. His name is Tom Scott. He's a British guy. He does like a whole web series on amazing places, on things you don't know. And it's just, it's funny. It's great. It's like two-minute videos. So I sent him a message, and I asked him if I could feature him. And he was actually really thoughtful. He replied personally, 
and he was very thoughtful. He said, actually, based on what you're telling me, I don't think I'm the best example for your audience. And I thought about it. I'm like, you're right. I was just so starstruck. Number one, that you know, that I would I would get to use him. Number two, that he would reply. But I'm like, no, you're right. So I actually ended up featuring another video series from somebody who lives in my area, who is actually a mom, and she does that on the side. So it was. He, he was very thoughtful and actually helped me make a better product. So I was very oh, thankful. That's awesome. I was super starstruck. So yes, I understand what you're saying. And it's nice that people don't use their humanity when they get famous, right? That's I think the best part of this, both the stories. Exactly. Which so is which is someday you know, we go to fifty-fifty. Yeah. So someday when you're super famous, don't forget me now. I will not forget all the little people <laughs> I had to step on to get to where I will be. <laughs> I'm trying to say that like in some speech sometime. I have not forgotten all the little people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one last question to you before we wrap up. And this is, what is the meaning of success to you? All right. So I thought about this one too. My best answer is to feel like it's a feeling. It's a feeling that you have arrived. Now that that is whatever that means to you, it's it, first of all, success is not a destination; it's, it's part of a journey. So when you feel, when I say you have arrived, it's like when you feel like, you know, there's nothing that can stand in my way. So it could be landing that next manager role, or it could be getting into grad school, or it could be quitting your job to pursue pursue something that is riskier and uncertain. Um, whatever makes you finally feel free. Um, so for me. Um, once I quit my job, you know, I, I, I'm still under the, the guise that this is to take care of the kids. Like my husband still thinks that my business is just like a hobby type thing, and I'm like, oh, I'm I, I, this is happening. But to me, this is my definition of success. It's actually, you know, being able to focus full time on my business, on what I want to do, and at the same time, not lose the time with my kids. Because um, one thing that I didn't expect to happen. You know, people people think that because I have a newborn at home, uh, things get more complicated and harder. When actually, it was the fact that my oldest son, he's six years old, he just started kindergarten. And guess what? Kindergarten ends at 2.45 in the afternoon. And his activities, like his uh, like occupational therapy or guitar lessons or whatever else that is happening, starts at like 4 o'clock. So for me to keep a full-time job... Uh, and get home at like seven o'clock, like I was, you know, all the yeah, past, yeah. you know, fifty years. I didn't realize how it was going to impact me when my son starts kindergarten, when his life gets more complicated. That I wasn't going to be able to be there. I was, mm-hmm. I was going to have to not put him in activities because I'm working, not be able to pick him up on time because I'm working. Uh, so really shortchanging him in his life because I was getting home so late. So to me, my definition of success was oh, I actually get to be there for him and prioritize his, you know, all his activities and everything he wants to do and also work on my life, um, you know, and on my life fashion. So to me, that's my definition of success. For others, it could be like landing that manager role. And I don't want to shortchange people who work full-time out there because there's a reason we all do what we do and it's because we love it and it's because we feel like fully satisfied. If I had gotten that directorship position that I was expecting after maternity leave, none of this would have happened. I would have still had my business on the side. I would have still had my ideas in my head. My son would have still been going to after school. People work it out, but I would have felt successful. So it's really the feeling that you have. Nobody can define that objectively for you. 
Awesome. Thank you. And I cannot believe he's six years old. Time is really flying. Wow. I know. I know. He's like a little gentleman. I mean, like, he's like a full person. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Ina. I really appreciated your thoughts, and I love the story. It's so absolutely inspiring. And I think oh, you no. might inspire a lot of people out there to take the risks in their life and just jump right in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to get them started, if you will let me plug this, this is not Angela's fault. I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> do um, it. Do I it. Created, I'm going to do it. I created a guide, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going to want to miss this. In fact, if you're anything like me, you'll get through page three, and you'll start to get butterflies in your stomach because of all the things that you want to do in your life. But I created a guide. It's called Six Ways to Make Money Doing What You Love Without Quitting Your Job. And it's just a wonderful place to start just to see that how other people have done it, just to see what the options are. People don't know what the options are. You know, podcasting is one of them, but it's not the only one. There's the video series. There's consulting. There's so many other things. I mean, so many ways that you can take your passion and monetize it uh, just on the side. So if you want to go grab that uh, for yourself and read it, I highly recommend it. You can go find it at my website. It's in a nutshell. I know it's my the mama business. is very cute. Ina Nutshell, so I-N-A NutshellWeb.com. Ina NutshellWeb.com slash Angela. For you, Angie. Oh, thank you. Thank you so special. Yeah, so Ina NutshellWeb.com slash Angela and get your guide and just take a look because I think it's going to change your life. You're going to get those butterflies. I'm telling you. So I am going to do that. I haven't looked at it. I certainly will check it out and let you know as well. Thank you, and you know, and thank you so much. I am so proud of you. I mean, I went to see your website and all the things that you're doing. I couldn't believe it. So I was so excited to be on your podcast. Uh, so thank you. And as soon as you release this, I'm gonna be sending the link to everybody I know because yes, I, I think this conversation everybody should hear. But like, yeah, I, 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 so. I, I am in awe of you and everything you've done. So thank you so much for having me and letting me share this with you. The admiration is so mutual. You know that, right? Oh, love fest. <laughs> yeah, it is a love fest. Yeah, because it's hard to find people who are so much like you, and yet they're so inspiring. It's awesome. Like, I talk about you all the time, so I'm glad we're totally doing this. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Cool. So, I I mean, yeah, we can keep recording. I can cut it out. I can definitely, I know how to cut the end, for sure. I don't know how to do the middle part. Cool. Let's, let's fake a goodbye. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for having, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes, and you're welcome. <laughs> I think you should leave that in. <laughs> the blooper. Well, Ina, thank you for being on our show. I'm going to include your uh, the link to your website and the free guide in the show notes. And um, we'll get the next podcast lined up in a few weeks. And just thank you. I mean, this was awesome hearing your stories and your perspective. No, thank you so much for having me, Andy. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.